I'm your host, Ruth, and welcome to the Club Obi-Wan podcast for all things nerdy. I hope everyone is having a really fantastic day. I sure am. A little aggravated, though, because I did have to redo this episode because I said the word um way too many times, and uh, it would have been really hard for me to cut that out. So I'm going to watch my um words today. And also, I was ranting on quite a lot and talking too much i forgot a lot of my points so we're gonna start over so hello (laughs) um i just started this podcast i have been thinking about doing it for a couple months now and the topic i was originally gonna do is completely different um but if you've noticed i do have a trailer up on my podcast it's like a 20 second video that explains a little bit about my podcast and what it's about basically on here i review share my opinions and my ideas and we just simply talk about um tv shows movies and music on fridays i will um upload my tv show reviews i will be picking a tv show and reviewing two of those episodes during a podcast and in between seasons of those episodes or really whenever i feel like it i will review a movie on tuesdays i post a song or album review So those are usually a little bit shorter, or I think I want them to be a little bit shorter. So if you're not into a super long podcast, or you just like more music-related things, my Tuesday podcast, which are located here, will be for you. Um, I'm going to start off with saying what TV show we're starting off with reviewing every Friday from now until probably a couple months, and that is going to be Avatar The Last Airbender. This show was a Nickelodeon cartoon that I believe was created in 2005. Um, I've read other places that it was 2007. It says it on Netflix, which where that's where you can watch it, but um, I'm reading different resources now and it says 2005, so tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know which one's correct. I'm just gonna say 2005 for this one. There's many different directors. One common known director you may know is Dave Filoni. He's created a lot of Star Wars related things like Clone Wars. Or he hasn't, did he create Clone Wars? I know he created Ahsoka Tana, which is a character in Clone Wars. And I know he directed a couple episodes in The Mandalorian. I don't know. I mean, he's done many other things though. So finding that out, that he directed the first two episodes of Avatar is super cool. the base premise of the show is that there's four elements. There's certain people that can bend them, which means like move them around, basically control them. And they're kind of all against the Fire Nation, which is firebenders, which is really cool. All the elements are really neat. It's an action-packed cartoon with really good dialogue and story premises. And honestly, this show is for every age. Don't let the Y7 rating trick you. It's definitely action-packed and dark and it's funny. Which, I don't know, it has to do with anything, but anyways, this show, yeah, don't let the Y7 rating fool you, because honestly, this show is way too good for that rating. Um, that was my introduction. My introduction, my last, ep- the my fail episode that I just spent 46 minutes, um, recording. Uh, my introduction took, like, 17 minutes or so. I'm glad we're at 30 minutes right now. I want to make this episode of my podcast uh, 30 minutes or under. We'll see what happens. But I think we should get started. So we're going to start off with season one, episode one, which is titled 
the boy in the iceberg also before i do officially get started you can watch the show on netflix and um you can also consider subscribing to my podcast and turn notifications on so you can know when i upload my podcasts a couple of times a week and that would be really helpful to gain some listeners um but even if you're just here for the content that's cool too because i totally understand um without further ado let us begin I'm sorry if I get some of this information wrong. I'm really trying my best. I'm reading resources as as I'm speaking, articles. I have notes jot, jotted down. We are ready to rock and roll with episode one, The Boy in the Iceberg, directed by Dave Filoni. So we meet, We are the first scene, we're introduced to two of our fairly main characters, Katara and Sokka. I believe Katara is labeled to be 14 years old um, and Sokka is labeled to be 16, and their brother and sister. And they are part of the Southern Water Tribe. Katara is a waterbender, so she can move water with her hands, and it's really cool. Also, a big misconception with bending is I feel like a lot of people are like, it's, it's magic, you guys. And I'm like, no, it's not. They even say it in the show, it's definitely not magic. If anything, it's closer to superpowers. Magic is not something you're born with, in my opinion. I'm a Harry Potter fan. They are not born with magic. They have wands that chose them. It's a little bit different. But anyway, these are powers that they were born with. They were born to bend. And then we have Sokka, who is not a waterbender. He's... (laughs) I don't want to say a simple character, because he's honestly the comic relief in the entire series. Um, FYI, I have only seen... Let's see, I'm currently watching the rest of the series. I have watched season one like twice. Um, And I'm sorry if I get the information wrong, but I've seen season one twice, so I I think it'll be okay. So they're canoeing, canoeing, kayaking. Um, They're doing something on the water in a little boat and they're arguing. We're already getting into this, um, the sibling rivalries (laughs) between them. We're already getting into that within like the second scene. So they're bickering, arguing, Katara ends up like throwing water at him. It's it's honestly a really funny scene. Um, A lot of the dialogue is really smart. A lot of the dialogue choices are super smart. Um, And it really just shows you what type of siblings Katara and Sokka are so far. Anyways, Sokka says some some really (laughs) um, controversial things about women and feminism and Katara being the leader girl she is, leader leader feminist, she um, completely loses her marbles and cracks a humongous iceberg behind her without herself knowing. Now, little premise, I've said premise quite a lot, I'm sorry, um, but basically Katara is not very skilled in waterbending yet. She's the only waterbender in her tribe, so she doesn't have anyone to teach her how to waterbend. So she is not very skilled, she knows the basics, but she really doesn't know much. When she breaks that iceberg, with her anger, we really just get to see the full potential of what she will probably end up being able to do in future seasons, which there's only three seasons in this series, but she, we can already see that she has quite a lot of power built up in her. Out comes a little boy falling out of this iceberg that Katara just demolished with the fact that she was yelling at her brother. It's really funny, but there's a little boy that kind of rolls out of the iceberg and Katara just looks completely shocked. Sokka doesn't care. 
but very he's very wary he, he it takes him a while to trust people let me say that's like a reoccurring thing that happens in this series i just noticed that which same honestly we can all um kind of agree with Sokka on that one um but this little boy which is our main character Aang um the, his first line of dialogue is do you want to go penguin sledding with me <laughs> This boy was frozen in an iceberg, and the first dialogue he says is asking Katara to go penguin sledding. It's so fun, and I'm sorry, I don't know if that's technically a spoiler, because when I first heard him say that dialogue, I just started bursting out laughing, and I already instantly knew that I f would lo absolutely love the show. Um, I feel like that's a lot of people's realizations when they start watching the show, that this show is actually amazing. Um regardless of its dumb writing, why, I don't know, me and my sister watch the show together, and we always are just like, why seven, like, if something a little bit, like, edgy or a little bit dark happens, we're like, why seven, is that the correct writing, Netflix, so, no, I don't know, it's kind of funny, though, um, so, <laughs> Tara's like, what, and Aang's just, Aang is the most bright, bubbly, 12-year-old child that I have ever seen displayed on a tv show and I, I this is an anime style cartoon everything's over exaggerated cartoons tend to do that but Aang is just such a 12 year old and he really reminds me of my younger sister she's not 12 she's younger than 12 but he's just this bubbly personality he really acts like a kid um he is a kid so makes sense um Sokka ow so Sokka is very wary. He doesn't trust Aang. He, he thinks he's a threat, yet there, he's just a 12-year-old boy with a weird arrow tattooed on his bald head. Um, search up a picture of Aang. I'm, that description was not the best, but yeah. Um, and then Aang comes along with a little friend. A little friend was um, frozen inside that iceberg with him, and this is Appa, his flying bison, which I think is his guardian animal, I believe. I think that's what they call it, at least. Appa is incredible. Um, very cute animal. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting creatures in the show. This show is just interesting within itself, and I think that's why I love it so much. It's, it's a phenomenal show. I will recommend this show so many times throughout this episode. Go watch it now. Literally leave this podcast watch it, watch the first two episodes, and then come back, and we can talk about it together. Um, yeah, but Appa's really cool, and a lot of the characters, what they, what, a lot of what, what they do with a lot of the creatures is they mix two different, like, completely different breeds of animals together, and it's really cool. You get things like, oh, there's a platypus bear, um, there's, there's like, I don't know, there's these things called, I don't know what they're called, are they, I was thinking sand crawlers, which is um, <laughs> what the Jawas drive in Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I will be making, be making a lot of Star Wars references. Hence how I was ecstatic that Dave Filoni directed some of these episodes. But they're like these weird sand creatures. I don't know. They're like an anteater mixed with like a spider. They're really weird. They're so... Also, why are some of the creatures genuinely scary? We'll talk about that some other time. Some of them are actually- I don't even know how to explain some of those creatures. They're really interesting. I think that's why I like this show, because it's so original. Yet the, like, the basic storyline is so basic. For how we never seen four elements come- like, 
So many times have we seen that, and yet I feel like Avatar just does it the best. I don't know. I don't know. You can prove... You... Tell me I'm wrong, though, honestly. Anyways, so no one knows who Aang is. Everyone's <laughs> just like, okay. Um, but Katara and Sokka are willing to take him back to the Water Tribe because he's a little boy. We can't just leave him there, you know? Um, Katara's like that. Sokka just doesn't want him to come, but they take Appa across the water to the Water Tribe. Now, meanwhile, we meet some other prominent characters of the show. Prince Zuko, which I believe is 16 years old, and Uncle Iroh, which is his uncle. I believe he used to be a formal, former general, uh, king, leader. I don't exactly remember what he was. I'm, I actually, I'm pretty sure he was a general. See, I just watched a season two episode where it explains a lot of Zuko's backstory, which by the way is so bizarre. Um, and I believe Uncle Iroh was a general, but not anymore. Things happened, Zuko's childhood is super messed up. Anyway, he's your basic angsty teenager antagonist. Um, he's not what you think he is, and I can't really spoil things, and I'm not going to, I promise, because Zuko is probably the one thing I can't spoil. His storyline is absolutely crazy, and it's all over the place. Probably one of the most developed characters so far, I'd say. And I think when he first meets Zuko, he, uh, you don't like him that much. It's not, it's not that you don't like him. It's more like you don't know enough about him to actually, like, f have feelings for that character development-wise. Like, you don't know anything about the character except that he is a teenager who acts like every stereotypical teenager, apparently. Uh, he's the main antagonist. He is a firebender. Uh, he's part of the Fire Nation. And he wants the Avatar. I am so sorry that I, I don't... I do have articles open at the moment, just to make sure I don't miss anything. I do believe the reason he wants the Avatar... Okay, well, the Avatar is the most powerful, like, force. The most powerful essence in the world of the benders, in the world of everyone, <laughs> he obtains the four elements and he can bend all of them. He's the most powerful. His job is to bring balance to the force. I say his, as in the avatar that we're dealing with in this series is indeed male character. There has been female avatars in the past, you know. Basically, this is really hard to explain, and I'm, I'm kind of shocked I'm going to be explaining it in this episode, but there, it, it's like each avatar lives within its previous avatar, so like the OG avatar from like the first one ever evolves into what is now the avatar. So it's like the avatar gets reborn each time after it dies, and it, it takes on a new person. It's interesting, at least that's how I take it. I don't necessarily know if that's a correct description of how that whole timeline works. There's definitely episodes in the series that explain more about that, that um, talk about it more. I don't know if I'm doing it justice, but that's how I perceive it at least. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, you can give your opinions, whatever. That's just how I take that information and put it in the story. Now, Zuko wants the Avatar. I don't... See, his childhood was really messed up. Again, not gonna go into it in this episode. 
but I believe he wants it to bring balance to everything again. For some reason, I feel like he thinks Aang is- oh, did I just spoil it? I hope you all know that Aang is the Avatar because he's the main character of this show and it's called Avatar. Aang is the Avatar. No one else knows it at the moment, except for you and me and Aang himself. Also, Aang is the last airbender, but Aang doesn't know that. Um, once upon a time, a hundred years ago, there used to be many airbenders. Now Aang is the only one, but because he was stuck in an iceberg, he doesn't, he doesn't know that all of the airbenders are gone. And they all got killed off in that there's a huge war with the Fire Nation against all three of the other elements. And since then, Aang has been stuck in ice for a hundred years, and he's technically 112 years old, and that all the airbenders have died off, and that the Avatar has to um, defeat it. <laughs> he doesn't know all this. He doesn't know he was stuck in there for a hundred years. We'll get back to that in a little bit. But I'm pretty sure Zuko wants to bring balance to um, the world, but he, I think he thinks that Aang is gonna like mess it up or something, or kill the Fire Nation when Aang just wants to bring balance. There's other reasons. In fact, that's probably not the correct reason. This article isn't giving me much, and to be honest, I don't remember a time where they truly told us why Zuko wanted the Avatar. I know they did, you guys. I know they did. But listen, but listen. <laughs> There's so many reasons. I mean, domination and power are what drive wars today, what drove wars in the past in real time. There's so many things that go into it, I feel like. So maybe that's just one of them. But again, Zuko's whole past and childhood and his anger towards people just in general and all the other all the other nations. I don't know. I, I guess I guess I can see it. I don't know. But he's like your average antagonist for now antagonist for now. <laughs> um so that's what Zuko's doing right now. He's kind of just scouring the ocean with his little crew, kind of just trying to find the Avatar. That's his only goal and at the moment. Um, so Katara and Aang kind of talk for a little bit uh, while they're going to back to their tribe. Um, Katara tells Aang, explains to him that she's a waterbender, but she doesn't have any other waterbenders in her tribe to train her, so she doesn't know how to do waterbending, which is a problem. It's kind of a problem. And Aang over here is like, I could take you to the North Pole. They have air or waterbenders there. They have waterbenders there. She's like, you would, you would do that? And he's like, yeah, I could take you there. And Katara's all up for it. She really, really is determined to learn waterbending. Obviously, in the beginning, we saw her kind of potential. She's obviously very skilled. So he's like, I'll take you. And then she's like, okay, that sounds great. Sokka, don't know what he's doing. Pretty sure he's disapproving of all of this. Anyways, they um, arrive at the tribe island. They do, it's basically an island. And um, ah, uh, yes. So they introduce Aang to everyone. They're like, he's an airbender. And everyone's like, wow. And I'm pretty sure everyone's like, there's no more airbenders left. So this is really cool. But Aang doesn't know that because Aang has been gone for a hundred years. 
So they go penguin sledding. They do a really funny montage of them sliding. Like, basically, the penguins are the sleds, and they're... I guess it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's, it's a cute scene. So, uh, Katara and Aang go off, um, just to kind of explore a little bit, and they find um, a ship, and it's actually in a, an abandoned Fire Nation ship. Um, you know, the, the their um, tribe has told them not to go in there, because could be dangerous it could be booby trapped all that stuff and Aang's like whatever <laughs> and you really just he doesn't say that but like you really get to see like Aang is just he really just walks straight into danger and I get it he's the avatar and all but like come on <laughs> so Katara's like okay I don't really know what she was thinking but whatever they go in, they explore, and Katara, while they're in there, Katara realizes, or comes to the realization and tells Aang, like, you, you do know that there's no more airbenders, right? And Aang's like, what, what? She's like, they all got killed. They all got, did they get killed? I'm pretty sure they got killed. They all got killed by the Fire Nation, and the Fire Nation... We, you know, we've been with the we've been in a war with the Fire Nation for the past a hundred years. You don't you don't remember it. He, I'm pretty sure Aang is straight up says, "I thought I thought it, I thought I was gone for a couple of hours." And she's like, "I think it was more like a hundred years." Aang, and Aang is astonished. And imagine, okay, imagine yourself finding out that you've been away from the world for a hundred years, and you finally just return to realize that you've been gone for that long. That, I can't even put into words how honestly, utterly horrifying that would be to find out that you've been gone from the planet for a hundred years without knowing. And the fact that he felt like a couple of hours to him is, I don't know if it's exactly hours, whatever it is, hours, minutes, days. It's still crazy that a hundred years has gone by and Aang didn't even know. And he is the Avatar. And he could have stopped all of this. And I, his that his guilt for that comes in a later episode in the season. And that is a pretty deep episode, actually. So, they're just about to leave, and before they do, they accidentally set off a Fire Nation flare. Apparently, the ship was booby-trapped, which is kind of confusing, because wasn't that ship abandoned? So, technically, there shouldn't be a flare in there still, but whatever. They said, whatever works. So, they set it off. Zuko is lurking around, sees the... The, the flare it's not it's not looking good for Aang or Katara or anyone on in the tribe at the, on the island at the moment so Aang and Katara head back Zuko spots the avatar Zuko doesn't know it's a 12 year old kid though he thinks it's an old guy that's 112 years old because usually avatar are more old which doesn't make sense because honestly shouldn't well I guess no one I, okay, I feel like what Zuko was trying was thinking is that like while he while the Avatar was gone, he aged. The thing is, Aang didn't age that out a hundred years. He stayed twelve, which is funny because I guess it makes sense because it was kind of like actually how, that does not make sense because time still went on. So technically, should his time have gone on? Technically, making him one hundred twelve years old in present time. I don't know. I could talk about that forever, but Zuko doesn't know he's twelve. But he spots a little man, he's short, and he's like, there, there they are. And they gotta go to the island. 
find the avatar. So they head back to the tribe, Katara and Aang, and Sokka's like, you set off the flare, the Fire Nation's gonna come and kill us now, and everyone just hates Aang right now. Katara's the only person on Aang's side, and I. this is when you really just feel bad, because like, Aang didn't mean it. Technically, that ship shouldn't have even been booby-trapped, because it was abandoned. Like, what? But there it is, the Fire Nation always trying to trying to just destroy things and that is just what the fire nation does for now and i don't know man i don't know how to feel about it but um so sokka's like you we banish you from we banish you from our tribe you can leave you can go you you, you don't um you don't you don't belong here you can leave okay <laughs> and Aang's like okay and honestly, Aang is so, like, respectable. Respectable? Is that a word? I'm sorry if that's not a word. But he's so, oh, respectful. There we go. He, Aang is so respectful and just such a kind heart. Because he just simp- he just walks, he just, he's literally about to leave. And it's so kind when Sokka literally just yelled at him, saying that he's trespassing and that he doesn't belong there and that he's not... He shouldn't stay there because they set off the flare, which, by the way, was also Katara's fault because I don't like, I don't like dissing Katara like that, but, like, Katara did it too! She was in the ship too! Don't blame it on Aang, this little 12-year-old boy. That's annoying. So, um, so he's about to leave, then a little girl from the Water Tribe, um, comes up to him and he's like, don't go, Aang, and it's so sweet, and, and Katara doesn't say anything to Aang. And, oh, she does. I think she says, I'm sorry. And then Aang says, I'm sorry, too. And it's, like, really sweet. And I feel like we re- you really feel for both of the characters at the moment. Because even though they've barely known each other, I think they've known each other for, like, I think this spanned over a couple days so far, maybe. It might have been a day, but I'm pretty sure it spanned over a couple days, timing-wise. Um, you know, you really just get to become really fond of the friendship that Katara and Aang have so far. I don't think it's as much as Sokka at the m- yet. <laughs> it will, but not yet. Katara and Aang have really a good friendship right now, and they're all both benders, and they're all, they're really great friends throughout the series, and this is kind of the first thing you kind of feel a little upset for them, because, you know, they just met and they have to go. Obviously, as viewers, probably know and expect Aang to come back sometime soon. And, well, Zuko has arrived to the ship. To the ship? To the island. I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about that abandoned ship and how the flares were in there. What? That doesn't make any sense, I'm sorry. Um, and that is episode one. <laughs> that is where episode one ends. Uh, I'm not gonna say that episode two is a complete part two usually most of the time the series is pretty it has a couple part ones and part twos but it is pretty like continue like it does continue the story is pretty i mean it continues pretty smoothly this one continues right where they left off and most of the time i don't think it does that unless it's labeled part one and part two which it's it's not um yeah, this episode's really good. Um, mainly what the first two episodes are, though, is just for introducing the characters and 
uh, the arcs of the characters and what their motives are, what their goal is, what the, the storyline of the entire um, series is. That's mainly just what it is. And then you also just get some really know the characters, like how so far we know that Katara is basically um, a feminist leader who really just wants the best for her at the moment and go 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 you girl that is so cool for you um Sokka is your sarcastic comic relief side character like how Ron is in Harry Potter and how like Han Solo is in Star Wars like you have your side kind of comic relief character we love them we really do <laughs> um I know I kind of described Sokka as like not the best type of character in the first episode and he really isn't um but you really get to see his character unfold throughout the series and he really is honestly one of my favorite characters i think i could i think i can say that and then Aang, which is our main character overall of the series and you get to see how he is respectful and loyal he promises things and he really wishes he could take guitar to the north pole because she could really use that and so you know taking that information he is very determined and so far a good friend to Katara he's he's even really nice to Sokka when Sokka's been a complete honestly he's been so rude to him and I how Aang handles it as like a 12 year old boy I guess he probably has the mind of like an 100 year old avatar but Actually, not really, because I said in the beginning, he acts like a 12-year-old kid, and he really does. But no, like, how he perceives emotions and how he acts towards Sokka when Sokka's a complete... <laughs> I can't even say it. When Sokka's just so rude to him is so interesting to me. You'd think Aang would lose his temper, because he does kind of lose his temper sometimes in situations like that. Uh, but without... <laughs> gonna not rant on any longer about that let's move on to episode two so episode two of season one is called the avatar returns this episode is um also directed by dave filoni we love him we know him we love him if you don't know him you, well there he is um so Zuko arrives at the island. He basically says, if you don't give me the avatar, I will destroy your little tribe here. That is very dark. How is this Y7? Continuing on. Um, so Aang is, is, has left by now. So basically the water tribe is in doom because Zuko's not gonna believe a bunch of water, it's not even a bunch, it's like 20 people. He's not going to believe them when they say that the Avatar left, you know? Oh, wait, also, they don't know that he's the Avatar. So they're like, Avatar, what? The Avatar disappeared, sister. What, what are you doing? Um, but before Zuko... Well, actually, Zuko kicks Sokka off the side of his ship. Basically, okay, like I said before, Sokka's not a, a bender. He's not a waterbender. He has a boomerang. And honestly... Zuko just completely demolishes Sokka. Sokka's trying to act all cool. He he he's act he we know what kind of character Sokka is. Um, at this point. 
before we know it, you guys, before Zuko can do any damage, besides Tosaka, <laughs> Aang comes in to defend the tribe that basically criticized him for setting off a um, thing that shouldn't have even been there on the ship. I just completely forgot what that was called. What is that called? A flare. I'm sorry. I completely forgot what the word flare was. Um, anyways... So he, he wants to defend it, and there, right there in front of Zuko and the rest of the Water Tribe that didn't even know he was Avatar, he reveals himself that he is indeed the Avatar. And Sokka and Katara's mouths drop. This is not what they expected. And Sokka probably feels like a complete idiot right now because he treated the Avatar like dirt. And I'm pretty sure he does come back and say like, I sorry actually does he say sorry i feel like sokka i don't know i'll have to i'll have to rewatch that episode and, and analyze that more listen to the dialogue definitely should have rewatched those two episodes before i think i might rewatch the other episodes before i do a podcast on them because i feel like i'm i haven't been getting the information wrong but i feel like i definitely could add more details but anyways um feel free to leave critiques um wherever you can comment on podcasts um, so, Aang is about to demolish Zuko, but he realizes that, um, he doesn't want his friends to die, friends, I mean Katara, so he decides to surrender himself and go with Zuko to his ship, because he, you know, he just doesn't want his friends to be in danger and he is loyal like that and we really get to see so many of Aang's character dynamics at this point he's such a loyal friend he's such a good friend even to Sokka who was a complete jerk to him so yeah he starters himself we know this is not the last of Aang however he is indeed the main character and this is indeed the second episode so definitely not the last of him well he is on his ship and Aang quickly <laughs> frees himself from the guards from whoever was holding him captive while in the process of battling Zuko may I add and Zuko as much of an emo little teen he is um, he is really good at firebending, and firebending is really cool. I think all the elements are cool. Um, I don't know which one I would honestly pick. I think I really like waterbending and earthbending, and I feel like a big misconception with earthbending is, like, it's, it's rocks. And believe me, I thought that too, but once we get into season two, you will love earthbending, and it will be your favorite element, I promise you. Anyways... But Aang is nearly defeated by Zuko, which is kind of unexpected, because you assume Aang would just, you know, defeat him like that. But no, he actually, it's an Uno reverse card, basically. Um, and then Aang is, uh, gets knocked into the ocean and almost drowns. Now, these are pretty heavy subjects for, not heavy, but like really intense subjects, especially since we're only in season two and it can only get crazier from here, and it, and it does. Why seven? What? What? <laughs> but here's where it gets complicated. Aang saves himself from drowning using waterbending in his quote-unquote quote avatar state. Now, 
Aang doesn't know waterbending yet, and an Avatar's job is to learn all four elements, and in um, Aang's case, needs to bring balance to the world by defeating the Fire Nation's weird reign against everyone else, his, the weird grudge they have against everyone else. Um, he needs to defeat that, and he needs to, um, def- it's like, not kill off the Fire Nation, not do what they did to the airbenders, because Aang is like that, but bring balance to all four elements, like it used to be, like, restore the balance there was, make every element equal, not one over three others, not make one more powerful than the others, because in all in all, retrospect, all four of them need each other. Every one of those elements has something to do with another element. That's why, that's, I mean, the Avatar's job is to bring balance, so that's what he has to do. And the Avatar state um, is basically when Aang's eyes and his tattoos on him glow and it looks, the animation is so sick. This show is such a sick show, it's so good. Um, and the animation style is incredible, it's, it's so good. Um, and, and he, he gets super powerful and he uses all of his powers. In the beginning, I don't know if you remember, but I, when I, when I kind of talked about how the lineup of avatars is like, each one gets kind of reborn into a different form. Well, I feel like this, at this point, Aang, like, like, um, becomes a previous airbender, not airbender, he becomes a previous avatar that, like, specialized in waterbending, and he became that, because at the point, at this point, Aang doesn't really know waterbending, so the, that's kind of the only reasonable explanation, if, uh, if my theory's correct, but I believe that's what happens. Um, and he, he just overpowers Zuko and the rest of the Fire Nation soldiers that are with him, and it's so cool. I wish I could explain the action sequence in this. I think it happens actually pretty fast, but the fact that he turns into his avatar state, which doesn't happen very often, it happens, I think, one more time in season one, and the fact that it happens in episode two is insane, but they really do get to the action. There's actually many episodes in the series where the first scene, it just kicked kicks off with action and it's kind of rattling a little bit because like you're whoa action already but it you never you never get bored watching this there's one boring episode that i'm not a huge fan of in episode in season one and whatever but it's fine it's just a little slow but it's still really cool and the creatures in it are interesting um he defeats zuko um i'm pretty sure um zuko's like sorry or not zuko sokka's the the problem with these names, they're all really cool, but let me just say, there's three characters' names that sound extremely similar. We have Sokka, Zuko, and then we need meet another character in episode four called Suki. It's like, what? Um, but anyways, Aang's like, Aang, so Aang says to Katara then, I could still take you to the North Pole, you know, to teach you how to, so you could find a trainer to teach you waterbending, and she wants to go, but her grandma is, is, um... Like, no, no, you cannot go without supplies, get it? Because <laughs> we have a twist in there. Um, of course we do. Why? Of course Katara's going to go on this adventure. And of course Sokka is going to come along. You didn't think we'd see the end of him, did we? Because he needs to protect his sister that's l- literally only two years younger than him. But I'm glad he's coming along because we... I feel like Sokka's character is honestly one of the characters that isn't developed as much. Also, I just realized how similar Zuko and Sokka are, so 
Like, I really just realized it. So, if I ended up saying Zuko when I was supposed to say Sokka or opposite, I'm sorry for that. I'm sure you can figure it out by the descriptions, even though I feel like the descriptions I gave them today are really similar. They're very different characters. Um, so they travel on their- they get ready to travel, and Appa finally is able to fly when they say the magic word yip yip. Actually, they do that early in the episode, in season one, I'm pretty sure. Oh my gosh, in episode one. (laughs) No, in episode one. I'm pretty sure my microphone just fell over, I'm sorry. Um... I'm pretty sure um, that happened in episode one, but when you say yip yip, Appa just starts flying like the flying bison he is. Um, and the three of them set um, off on their journey to go to the North Pole so that Katara and Aang, because he needs to learn waterbending, can find a trainer so that they can learn waterbending. And they begin their journey. And. We'll see the rest of Adventures in the next episodes. And that is episode two. <laughs> um, listen, these first two episodes are a little bit slow. And let me just say that they get a lot more action-packed, and we definitely get to explore the characters more. So this is, and I mean this full force, this is literally just the beginning, and I'm so thrilled to talk more about the more interesting episodes with you guys. Um, especially like episode 4 I really love, episode 14, and I'm really excited to get to season 2 because let me just say, one of my favorite characters in, is introduced. Um, also, thank you for listening. It means such a that just means so much to me. If you have any tips or tricks on how I can make my podcast better for all my listeners, then find a way to tell me and I will definitely consider. I don't know if there's a way you can comment on podcasts, but if there is, definitely let me know. Also, make sure to, I mean, subscribe if you want. Um, It'd be really amazing if I can get some listeners. I really want to... Just show my appreciation for Avatar. It's such a good show and it's so underappreciated. And I just, there should be so many more people in the fandom. So share with friends and family if you enjoyed today's episode. Um, Also, if you have any song recommendations for my Tuesday podcasts, um, you know, contact me. I don't know. (laughs) Again, if you can contact, if you can like contact me on my, this podcast, then definitely do that and recommend some music because i'll need some recommendations anyways again thank you for listening hopefully this episode went as smoothly as possible sorry it's it's still pretty long but again i kind of had to do a little bit of an introduction in the beginning and i will see you all next week thank you for tuning in stay nerdy and i'll see you later